from the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Sammy Joe Francis. Welcome to the Comedy Zone podcast. Oh my God, it's been so long. This Back is a, with my family. This I, at the point when all three of us are here, I consider that a special edition. Absolutely. So do I. No question. This is a Wait, bonus. If we're work husband and wife, yeah. Is Brian our love child? You could, yeah. I guess you. I guess he could be. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. I'm so sorry that I missed the birthday party we were supposed to throw for him for our love child. I know. Wait. wait. <laughs> Happy birthday, Brian. Thank you. Thanks. We, Last week, yes. Yeah. You, you, so Last week, Tuesday. This yeah, week. it's this yeah, week. Tuesday. It was yeah. Did you do anything fun or? Well, we did the March Mania, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, we did that, and mm-hmm. I worked pretty much. My wife and I went out to dinner over the weekend. That's about it. And his what? coworkers like decorated his desk. Yeah, they blinged out my desk. So yeah, like hey, here's blinged your birthday. Out. Now now clean out your desk. Wow, <laughs> so, wow. So I did that. Not uh, clean out your desk like you're fired. Yeah, no. Like clean off your desk from the glitter and tinsel and shit that we just put on your desk. He um, had a stripper on his desk. That's basically uh, what happened. Uh, once you reach a certain age, you no, really fuck that. I don't really abide probably by that. Just assume. I don't abide by that. I don't know. You just, I think you just assume people don't. You should always go to a Hamilton show on your birthday. Oh my goodness! Or anyone else's. <laughs> you or anyone else's. Oh, it's your birthday. Let's go to. It's Hamilton. a birthday somewhere. I don't right, even let's know go you. To All right, let's go. Let's to Hamilton. It's your birthday. I'm gonna go see Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. Well, that you have a good time. That okay. is great, man. I'm glad to hear. So enough, Sammy. Uh, South Africa. Yeah, we got to talk got, about that. That's fun. the headline of the show. The headline of the show. You went to Cape Town, right? I went to Cape Town. <sighs> mm-hmm. I got I got a lot of love for Cape Town. I, how did you enjoy it? Tell us about everything. It's amazing. It um. The views are beautiful. I like, I really, and this was kind of on California as well, where you can see the mountains and the coast at the same time. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. It doesn't get better than that. Um, but yeah, so Cape Town itself is beautiful. It's 75 degrees every day with no humidity. And then at night it's windy and cold. Yeah. Not like cold, cold, but you need a jacket. Right. Um. So we, you know, I defied death the whole time I was there. I went zip lining through the mountains. I went cage diving with great whites. I went skydiving. Wow. What else? That? Oh, and we went on a safari and saw the wild animals. How about, yo, that's the, okay. Yeah, we lived it up. So when I saw on Instagram that, the you, gram. Went, that you went cage, cage diving, Yeah. I thought about when I was in South Africa. Because I was in Cape Tough. I didn't know you went to South Africa. I went to, I went to Cape Tough about a month and a half when I was in law school. Wow. I did a study abroad program and so took So you got a bunch of kids over there. <laughs> I, I knew I saw some Will Jacobs running around. <laughs> I did not. I did not. I did not have relations with any of those women. My wife listens to the podcast. I did. I, I now you know that not. I would. I would tell her if I found a. I know another little Will. Well, look. So I did the uh, the opportunity came up to go cage diving, and they had a big shuttle that was going over, and I signed my name up to go. And you didn't fucking do it. I I bitched out. I, yeah. I, I, here's what happened. I was supposed to get on the shuttle, and then I said, "Damn, I forgot my towel." And then I went back upstairs and sat in my room on the corner of the bed, looking at the brochure, like I can't do this shit. I didn't. I I was not. Here's the thing: Daniel was on the same page as you. He was like, "Fuck that! No, I'm not going in a boat with 
and then having sharks outside? Yeah. No. Because yeah. you know Daniel isn't comfortable treading water. Like he's like, nah. He's not a water guy. It's not his thing. He'll go in the water if he can touch the bottom, but he doesn't <laughs> want to sit there and tread water. So Well, if you can't swim, you'll touch the bottom no matter how deep it is. True. He can swim. He <laughs> just doesn't like to. Oh, okay. Eventually so, you touch the bottom. I told him I was like, Well, if I pay for you, because you had to pay in advance, if I pay for you, it's the same amount whether you're just sitting on the boat yeah. or whether you go in the cage. So you can decide on the boat. He's like, No, no, my decision is no. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. So we went and then he was like, Okay, I'm going in. So he went oh, in. Wow. How about that? He's a trooper. He probably said, I'm already with a great white. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I see what you did. You could play the price. All my dad jokes. But that's 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 but that so did you get in the cage and get in the water? Did yeah. you kinda hang on the boat? No. So I did got any of the, the sharks come up? Right next to me. Wow. A foot in front of now, me. Now what's going through your mind when you I mean, is there any so point where you're thrilled. like, Oh shit, I might have made a mistake? Here's the thing. It's more shocking to get in that water because it's like an ice bath. It is mm. so fucking cold. Okay. You're in a wetsuit. Yeah. But as soon as you jump in, you're like, oh, oh, my God. And it's not the water that, like, eventually gets warm. Yeah. Like, by the fifth time going underwater, the top of my head was hurting so bad because it was so ice cold. And I didn't have. Yeah. Oh, you went. So you came up for air and then went down. Right. So what you you. do is you hang in this cage on the side of the boat. Okay. And there's, um, there's guys who work for the shark diving place. And they're watching from above because you can see the shark better the higher up you are to know when they're coming okay so you're hanging in the water and they'll go down 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 because they're baiting this they're throwing like chum water so like blood Blood and guts guts of fish and then they've got a huge like tuna head on a piece of rope (laughs) so they're like pulling it close so the shark goes right by you wow so they're doing that and then they'll go down 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 so as soon as they were looking for a fifth person to go in the first group and i was like fuck it i'll go i'll go so I hop in there, and then I am so fucking cold as soon as I get in there, because you know I'm tiny anyway. So I'm like, Ugh. and he's like, down, down, down. And it took my breath away going underwater because it was that much colder. It was that cold. Yes. I bet and there's no I, air. You don't have any air. There's, no. You're you're, yeah, you hold your breath, and then you come back up. Because it's not. they're not there. They're not hanging out and giving you a show. They're like, where the fuck is the fish? This <laughs> right. is bullshit. Right. So, we like, so it was freezing cold. Oh, it was freezing cold. And there's no guarantee that you'll see a shark. So you, It's you, all... So then your your nipples must have been on Brian. I don't even. Yeah, I mean, if you can imagine Brian on Brian, (laughs) Brian on Brian, Brian on Brian nipples, Brian's on Brian's on Brian's on Brian's. That's some hard nipples. Yeah, I was cutting diamonds down below. (laughs) So you weren't worried about them sharks because you could poke one in the eye if they come right too close. Right. I could carve my initials in his side. It's what they say is how to. How to protect yourself is to, is to put your nipple right in their eye. Stick punch the shark in the face with your nipple. Oh, yeah, put, that's, that's what they, yeah, I can see <laughs> yes. that working. Okay. Bink. So then that would be the noise. So too. there were no hairy moments. There wasn't a moment where you're like this cage don't sound right. There was nothing. It was all good. Well, here's the thing. When I went down at first, you're supposed to uh, the cage has a shell and then inside the shell is a red bar that you're supposed to hold on to to pull yourself under because in a wetsuit you're a little more buoyant I got you. so you have to pull yourself under and kind of hold yourself there to see the sharks mm-hmm. and when you do that you want to make sure you're on the red bar and not the silver one because the silver one says hey here's some chicken nuggets for the sharks well my ass because i was the last to get in there Don't put my it. hands on the no, outside and they were like hands on the red bar and i was like what Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm colorblind. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fuck. But yeah, it was it was amazing. That's dope. So how many sharks would you say came past? Four. Oh, 
and one of them was fourteen to fifteen feet. Ooh. So that what that, so that's huge. Look, that at. is fucking massive. Did you see the mouth open with yep. all the teeth and all? Because the, the what they do is they go for the tuna head and they're pulling it right next to the cage. So you see him open his mouth. Wow, it was crazy. Yo, I'd be like, I hope these sharks aren't attracted to piss. <laughs> right. That's happening. Well, actually, you're not life. you're not supposed to do any of that in the water because if you do, it'll Make them go away because yeah. of their scent. Well, we wouldn't have seen no sharks there. <laughs> right. I, well, I was too scared to get on the shuttle. The, the I was scared of the shuttle. How do they feel about stool? <laughs> They're that great point? with it. They love it. I need a brown scoop of soup. <laughs> i like, is that, <laughs> is that chocolate ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> Who had ice cream? Uh, but Maxine, the bride, went with us, and she was actually next to Daniel in the cage, and she was holding his hand the whole time because she was scared. She went under the first time she saw him. And screamed underwater at the shark being right there. (laughs) 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 So Dana comes back up and she's like, I can't let go of your hand. He's like, okay. (laughs) Okay, it's all right. So how did Daniel handle it? Was he nervous? I think he was nervous, but once he got in there, he was like, that was awesome. But he also, he was a trooper because everything I was like, let's do this. Let's do this. We went zip lining the day after the wedding. Mm -hmm. And he was nervous because to break, you have to put your hand behind you. And he has a torn labrum in his shoulder. (sighs) And he has to have surgery. So he's like, I don't know if I can do it. Why would you sign me up for this? And I'm like, I think you'll be fine. He was. Because you don't support your own weight. You're just, it's more yeah. of a. Uh, Steady and guide kind yeah, of thing. Okay. It's like a safety precaution. Yeah. Um, And then did the shark diving. And then I was like, okay, here's the thing. At, at zip lining, they had a brochure for skydiving. <laughs> and I've always wanted to go skydiving. And Daniel has forever been like, fuck that. No. Right. That's and his, I asked his, my that's his black half. Right. That is. It totally is. So I was like, hey, I have an idea. He's like, what? I'm like, just keep an open mind. I'm like prepping the spiel. And I'm like, what if we went skydiving over the coast of South Africa? Wow. And he was like, I'm going to have to think about it. And I was like, please, nobody else will do it. And he was like, OK, fine. So that man love you. Whew, Yes, because I got him into the plane and the whole ride on the plane. He's like, you fucking crazy bitch. Wow. I cannot believe you talked me into this because the plane is this big. You can't stand up in it. It's so tiny. Mm. You feel like it's going to crash. And the only thing holding us in this plane, because I'm sitting next to the door because I have to be the first one to go out, is a plastic garage door that could easily (laughs) just go and lift up. And it didn't lock. Well, we've been talking to Sammy for uh, about five I'm minutes, sorry, five yes. to ten minutes about this. She has yet to name one thing I would have done. <laughs> you wouldn't have gone on the safari? I'm not fucking with no zip line. Would I'm you too go on heavy. Safari? If I was in my college weight, I might do the zip line, but I wouldn't trust it. And the, well, There was a bigger guy with us, and he did it. Really? Yeah, bigger than you. I'd had to see him. Yeah. If everybody was not my size, I'm not going. Right. Now, on the um, skydive, you had to be under a weight limit. Okay. Yeah. What was the because you were, I don't know, because oh. um, it was in kilograms. Yeah, I, I forget what the thing, yeah. I discrimination. I tried. <laughs> yeah. I talked with like, guy. oh, we're gonna go one meter down. I'm like, can you um Americanize that for me? <laughs> Hold on, let me Google it. I talked to a guy a while back. This is probably 50 pounds ago about um, skydiving for a, a TV segment, and he said that I was too. I, I was at about 300 probably. And he said I was too heavy, uh, and he told me the only parachute in the state of Michigan big enough uh, is being used as the roof of the Pontiac Silverdome. So he said, Damn, you man. can't. You're not allowed to. 
Did he have to say that? <laughs> no, he didn't. That I made was, that part that, up. But, oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, I thought he really no. said that. No, I'm no, like, no, no. I'd have I, got the, I was catching on. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, um, I'm a but it, yeah, there's a definite weight limit. I think, I think more so it would be finding a tandem partner for Brian because Brian's so tall. Because that's another thing. You have to be matched. They match your height and your weight with your tandem partner. He might have two, like when they try to sneak in the movies and just stack them up. Right. Brian. A Brian sandwich? <laughs> two guys. Yeah. He's going to take out somebody's bag, though. One guy strapped to my legs. And one guy strapped to <laughs> Trench coat. Sideways. <laughs> Actually, I think we should look into this. Oh, yeah, that Sammy, you know what? You have an adventurous spirit, I have to say. I I got the advice before I went to South Africa. Mm-hmm. I was like, South Cape Town? No, yeah. South Africa. Um, To say yes to everything. Say yes to everything. So I fucking did. Yeah. That's what's I, up. I thought, I thought initially, I saw the pictures of, you know, on, on your Instagram feed of the wedding and everything, and it looked really right. nice. And, it looked, you know, I saw you on Safari, and that looked awesome. And then I saw you, like, you know, one day it was the sharks, and the next day it's ziplining, and the next day it's... It, it's the you know jumping out of a perfectly good airplane, and I thought she's not coming back. She, you think <laughs> she's, yeah. gonna, she's gonna die. Time. That's it. She, well, <laughs> she's dead. That, she died. I actually thought that you would like it so much that you would just stay there. Oh yeah, no, I not for not the amount of money they make now. Yeah, right. That's why when I came back, it was a very humbling experience because we are blessed beyond belief for the opportunities to make money over here. Well, you know what? I you got we, fucking Instagram models making millions of dollars. We are blessed. I feel like well, this is the time to let you know we have a guest here observing the show. Uh, that's what we told you. He was supposed to replace you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we didn't anticipate you coming. Yeah, no, I was actually, I died three times, yes. and they revived me. Yeah. I, you know. Jordan, Jordan was supposed to take your place. Well, Jordan's very attractive. It's good that you would have replaced me with an attractive person. I'll defer to your expertise on that one. All right. Brian actually vetted him. They do, Brian vetted him. Do you like classic rock? He's in. <laughs> <laughs> do you like Midnight Express or whatever? Um, oh, yeah. well, let's let's take everybody behind the curtain. About once a month, we argue about music on this podcast. Once a, that's because all three of us are here once a month. That's why I said that. Okay. Right. <laughs> so the once a month, we're all together for our special edition. We'll come back from a break, and I don't care uh, who's here. It could be Lil John sitting over there, and you'll hear. Now, here's the thing. Brian loves classic rock, right? And no disrespect to classic rock. Great genre. Uh, Sammy and I ha- have the opposite feeling about that. Classic rock. About classic rock. Yeah. So, But here's the but thing But we is, love your nipples. To Brian's credit, though. It's a give and take. To, to Brian's, <laughs> well, the right one gives, yes. the left one takes. Yeah, that's right. So, so to Brian's credit, he has said, if you want songs played, tell, tell me him. the songs. Yes. I come in and I just want Brian to read my mind. And I don't know I'm why like, he's why not Why is able he not playing yet? what I'm thinking about? Right. So, in, so really, and he does. And then you're like, why do, does he think I'm thinking about classic rock? Why does he think I'm thinking about classic rock? We agreed he would pick my mind. Through osmosis. I don't remember agreeing to that. You I agreed do. in my head Tele- again. <laughs> you agreed. You said you'd read my mind. One of you the, know the look on my face. One of the. But the. One, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Y'all stop. My, they're mind fucking right now. One of the last places I want to be, Will, yeah. is inside your head. Yeah. Yeah. Your butt, maybe, but not your <laughs> <head>. <laughs> it's, it's, Sammy's definitely back. 
You're welcome. So you also you also have a new gig. I do, but I want to talk about that when we get back because my other gig today is going and meeting somebody at twelve thirty. Oh, okay. So maybe we should take a break. Have we done enough ever, to take a break? Doing... Or should we? Why don't we just uh, blow through one segment with Sam? Whoa, whoa, whoa! And then we've got your guest. Okay, right. And yes. then you and I will come back in the third segment and talk about the other stuff. And then Jordan, you can audition him to take my role. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's it. All right. So we've got, you've got, uh, we've got. Five, Ready, go. Five more minutes. My new gig Sam. is I am the co-host of MRN's Crew Call. Yay! Thank you, thank you, and thank you. MRN is what? MRN is Motor Racing Network, and basically we talk to all of the pit crew guys um, of NASCAR, and my co-host is named Rocco, um, and he's actually been on the pit crews for like 13 years or something. Rocco so. sounds like a pit crew name. Doesn't it? His actual name is Dion. Yeah. But. Not so pit crew. Right. Rocco is very right. much pit crew. Right. There's like Dion. We, we need a pit We crew need you name. to be Rocco. All right. Let's see the Dusty or Rocco. Yeah. I want you to work this this lug wrench, but we got to talk about your name. That, but the, but the pit crews, when I've seen NASCAR races, that shit is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're like, doing that shit in like fourteen seconds. It takes them fourteen seconds to change a tire. Fourteen seconds to change all, all the tires, tires they all need. All the tires. To. Yes. Yeah. You know how long it takes me to change one tire? Three hours. However long it takes AAA to get there. <laughs> <laughs> could be five minutes. Could be an hour. Could be longer. Could be long. Who knows? Who knows? Mm. I am not. That shit is amazing to me. Maybe if you traveled the, around with a pit crew. Maybe I need a pit crew with me because be I like your hype squad slash. Pit but crew. they that's dangerous stuff. I've seen them get dragged yeah. off. Oh, yeah. Or hit. hit by a car. Yeah. Yeah. Or caught on fire. Yeah. Really? I, I, I did. I produced a doc on a uh, pit crew at a uh, Formula a One race, a documentary, short documentary. About a pit crew at a Formula One race, and yeah. uh, we had to wear like the flame retardant suits. suits and all that stuff because we were right in the pit with them. And and uh, the but hold on, Brian, it's not flame retardant; it's flame challenge. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. The, yeah, please <laughs> the flame challenge. Have, I mean, have a little sorry. respect. We're, we're a political podcast. You should know this. It's 2018, Brian. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm sorry. All right. So the the uh, uh, the pit crew said to us, uh, the pit chief said to us. Um, if you see a guy running around, like batting at himself and rolling around on the ground, he's on bath salts. Or go anywhere, anywhere near him because he's on fire. Or flaca. With the, the, he said the, the fuel burns so hot that uh, you cannot see the flames. That's what they tell you. Those fucking, they're on drugs. <laughs> so all of a sudden, somebody just like, ha, ah, ah, ha, and and there's yeah. nothing. You don't see anything. Listen, you know? that happens at Dano's church, too. <laughs> That's the Holy Ghost, Brian. Oh. That's the Holy Ghost. That was different. I wasn't yeah. Did they start doing like this? And <laughs> yeah. Rolling around on the ground. Meanwhile, if I take if I take Brian to Daniel's church, yeah. then Daniel's or Brian's gonna tackle somebody and be like, they're on fire. He's on fire. <laughs> He's on fire. Trust me. I was <laughs> I was at a Formula One race. <laughs> <laughs> They told me. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> Trust me. Back up, Pastor. Hold on. I spent three hours with a pit crew once. Give me that holy water. <laughs> <laughs> the holy water might actually work, though. <laughs> it might, it and might then you'd be work. like, see, I told you I was right. <laughs> yeah. I could not see somebody going that, and you don't see it. I think it was a spider web. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that, I, that's what would be my first thought. Yeah. Yeah. On fire would be like 40th on the list. Well, I think it depends where you're at. Because if I was Gastonia, I would definitely think 
Flocka or bath salts. Yeah. If I was anywhere else, spider webs. That's fair. That's a good point. I, I would agree. I would agree. So that's so congratulations. I didn't Thank even you. know you had all of that NASCAR acumen well, racing. Well, I covered I'd covered NASCAR. Well, one, I watched it when I was a kid with my dad. He okay. used to always take us to what was called pole nights. Oh, all right. Let me explain. Please. Right, it was qualifying. After the break. All right, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was qualifying, so that's like how you would yeah. realize where you were in the lineup for actual race day. So he would always take us to that. So fast forward, because I didn't follow it in the meantime, to when I was at BTV, I would have to cover it for the two races, three races a year in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the guys used to work for ESPN saw me at the Westin cocktailing and came up and was like, hey, Sammy Joe, but I had my name tag on, so everybody knows my name. I'm like, hey. Mm. And he was like, no, 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 I recognize you when you used to work for VTV. And I was like, oh, my bad. I'm not an asshole. What's up? So then he was like, we're looking for on-camera talent, like if you'd be interested. And I was like, yeah, sure. So um, luckily for you guys, that keeps me in Charlotte for 40 weeks because I'm contracted for 40 shows. Good. Yes. So you have me until October, and then I'm going to stay until January 2019. And then... I'm leaving your asses for L.A. unless I have a full-time job. Well, hey, when you leave, I leave. I've already told you that. So y'all need to figure out where you're going to have me. All right. Yeah, And and my wife and my baby and my two cats. And I'm coming. Brian's coming, too. Currently? Yeah. Right, like right now. Quit making eye contact. We've discussed this. <laughs> oh, speaking. Okay, so the only. Why f- did that prompt something? I don't know. Oh, well, I, I you'll hear why. You'll hear why in a second. Wait to hear what's. Yeah, you hear. You here's what. Here's the segue for that one. So I don't have much familiarity with. I know some of the racers, a few, a few NASCAR yeah. folks, right? But uh, I performed at Joey Logano's Christmas yeah. party, right? So I'm performing. I don't think I've told the story in the podcast, but I'm performing. And there's one part during my act, it, depending on if I do this bit, where I ask someone in the audience, <laughs> what's it like to have a penis in your face? Okay, don't ask me how it leads up. You got to come to the show. But trust me, it makes right. sense if you come to the show. Right. So I ask somebody. And usually I. It doesn't even. You don't even need context for you to ask me that question. Right. Well, well you know, that's. that's but that's between, you and me. That's between us and the lawyers. Well, yeah. So. so <laughs> Hashtag me too. At the, at the, at the show, I'm. um. I do that, and usually I pick out the stiffest, most conservative-looking, prudish person to ask, what's it like to have a penis in your face? Is it female? Sometimes. Okay. We could be male, female. I don't discriminate. Right. So If they're wearing a rainbow suit, you ask them. <laughs> That's right. So if so, so I see uh, this woman sitting near the front, and she's kind of like got that you know kind of thing to yeah. her. And uh, I said, ma'am, what is it like to have a penis in your face? Audience goes fucking crazy. Ape shit bananas. Right. Right. So after the show, Joey Logano's assistant comes up to me and she goes, oh, my God. She said, you were amazing. And I said, wow, that's really sweet. I appreciate that. And she goes, "Uh, and so bold. And I'm Uh like, oh, Uh because I'm like, oh, because asking uh, somebody, what is it like to have a penis in the face? And she was like, yeah, that's one thing. But Joey Logano's mother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jacob. I know how to pick them, don't I? That's I was like, that was amazing. His I was like, so I guess I have gone shark diving. That, I said, you this have. Is, wow, I've risked right. my own that, life. Listen, if you thought I was a great white, you go to a NASCAR holiday party. Those are the great whites. But how about this? How about the person laughing the hardest at that? Joey. Was sitting right, like sitting right, well, well, Joey was one, but sitting right next to her. Guess who that was? His dad. His dad thought that shit was hilarious. He's his, like, oh, let me tell you how she feels. His mother, not so much. Shouts out to Ms. Legato. 
Oh my god, that's so funny. So kind of like your experience with NASCAR, just a little different. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't ever ask my guests how does it feel to have a, <laughs> a penis, penis in, your, in face, your face, but maybe for the next show, I'll, <laughs> I'll whip that out. They go crazy. See what I did for there? It. I, I like that. See, Sammy, Sammy's fresh. He's Catching ready. on to the the dad humor. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. you got it. You hang bit. around a dad long enough, it, the stuff. And there, yeah, out. there it goes. Yeah. Whoop, there All it right. Goes. Well, uh, Sammy has to bid us adieu. I do. She got big things to go do. But we will be back. That's a lot of do. Yeah, that's a lot of do. We will be back uh, in, with an interview with headliner Matt Bergman. We'll be right back. Don't you stand in beautiful rain. Oh, come, never come. Oh, come, never come. Oh, come to me, beautiful rain. Oh, come, never come. Oh, come, never come. Oh, come. All right, nerds, listen up. Yes. Uh, I want to tell you guys about Loot Crate. We have a new sponsor. Why are we the nerds? On the podcast. I didn't say you were the nerds. Oh, you said listen up, nerds. I did not nerds. say you were the nerds. Mm. So listen oh. up, nerds. I want to tell you about Loot Crate. Today's show is brought to you by LootCrate.com. Uh, Loot Crate is a monthly mystery mystery crate that delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. Collectibles, apparel, tech gadgets, oh. art, and other epic gear. It's it like Comic-Con in a box. I I actually subscribe to Loot Crate, and it's great. It, it It's, um you get, um, all kinds of, of cool I'm using quotes here but all kinds of cool gear uh, there's t-shirts there's pins there's collectible items um, everything from you know uh, Rick and Morty to uh, Star Wars to the Avengers all kinds of cool stuff whoa uh, um, Avengers don't you books. have the Captain America toy with your son today I do See? yeah don't mock don't mock Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the deal with Loot Crate. It's a monthly subscription box service for geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. We mentioned that. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique and one-of-a-kind items, and more. They have specific items that are specifically made for Loot Crate, made you know, just for you if you subscribe. that would be such a good Valentine's Day gift. Absolutely. For Absolutely. like your gamer boyfriend or for girlfriend. gamer in your life. You are 100%. It really would. Because people are always trying to do, you know. Yeah jewelry and blah 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 but if you have a gamer that's a perfect thing for him and you get you know less not than getting bucks. that for you daniel <laughs> maybe less than 20 bucks a month and you get probably 60 70 80 bucks worth of stuff yeah t-shirts yeah, that's worth it gear um you know you tell them your t-shirt size they send you the specific t-shirt just for you um you've got until the 19th at 9 p.m pacific time to subscribe and receive that month's crate um when the cutoff happens obviously then you'll have to wait until the next month but um and of course how by is this spelled Loot crate, L O O T C R A T E. Loot, like the loot. Yeah, like loot. loot. You're getting loot. You're getting cool stuff. Not what uh, I thought you said. And of course, by supporting Loot Crate, you support this podcast, which is most important. If you do this, you right, can well. sign up at try oh, yeah. trylootcrate.com. That's T R Y L O O T C R A T E. Trylootcrate.com slash comedy zone. And then you enter the code bridge10, B R I D G E. Then the number 10, one zero. So let's do that one more time. Trylootcrate.com slash comedy zone. Enter the code bridge10 and you'll save 10% on any new prescription or subscription even. Prescription? <laughs> yeah, they pres- do healthcare too? <laughs> it's like medicine for nerds is what it is. Uh, it's it's great. Um, you know, Loot Crate, I subscribe. I'm a 51-year-old man. I love it. Um, what? You get really, really cool stuff. Uh, it's pretty so then awesome. We shouldn't go halvesies on that subscription for him or prescription because he's or already got it. He's already got it. Uh, to save 10% on any new subscription, try lootcrate.com slash comedy zone. 
trylootcrate.com slash comedy zone. Save 10%. Offer use code the, bridge 10. Use the promo code bridge 10. Nerds, make it happen. Nerds unite. Shouts out to Loot Crate. All right, I'm sitting here with uh, comedian Matt Bergman. Uh, we are on our second day here at the Charleston Comedy Zone, West Virginia. Uh, two more shows tonight. So, how are you enjoying it so far, man? It's good, man. We ended up uh, ended up getting you out out of town a little bit today. Yeah, which, yeah. Which is, uh, we we got to to uh, check out the state capitol and and all, which I never would have thought of. That's but apparently you were telling me that that's something you do in. A lot of the cities you're I try to I try to get out at least one day mm-hmm. just uh, feel like I mean because I mean you can sometimes <laughs> you'll be in these hotels I remember I was, in, I was in Kansas City one time and the hotel was right by the airport mm-hmm. I just remember looking out my window and be like I could be anywhere in the world right now you know I'm gonna tell people I'm in Kansas City but like unless I actually go out into Kansas City I remember that week I just had the MC just give me like I tried to get money. I'm like, just give me a, a, a three-hour tour of the, the spots you would see in Kansas City. He's like, oh, yeah, wow. man, absolutely. So yeah, he just <laughs> took me around. And yeah, it's, sometimes you just got to do that just to kind of make it feel like you're doing something, you know? Yeah, I, I think that, like you said, if you, don't, if you don't leave the hotel or anything like that, then it's almost like it, it didn't – I mean, it was just a long trip. But, you yeah. Know, as opposed to seeing something real and seeing something new. So. Right, right, yeah. And we actually saw them in session today too. That's, yeah, that's they the were in their door passing some kind of. You said you thought it was related to the teacher stuff, right? There were kids there, so I had to imagine it had something to do, like, yeah. or they're using them as like pawn, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, because they <laughs> they were like all lined up holding a piece of paper. I don't know what was on the paper, but yeah, maybe they wanted to make statements. It was cool though. It was cool to see the board, how technology has changed. Like, oh yeah, before I don't think they had like I don't know when the board was instituted into all these state capitals, but but they're there now, the right? Boom, boom, boom. You know, like, yeah, it's decided. Yeah, I just, but I you know looking at it, I'm like, I don't know how these people sit here all day. We could only handle this. for like ten minutes. We're like, okay, we got to get. Yeah, out we got to see something else. Yeah, <laughs> like could do it for that long. So, th- so this is your first time performing in Charleston. First time performing in Charleston, yeah. In West Virginia, period, or just no? Charleston? I've been in Morgantown before. I've done okay. the college in Morgantown like two, three times, maybe. Mm-hmm. So Morgantown's a cool town. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's like it's a college town type. College place. town, yeah. Bunch of kind of cool bars and restaurants and. Um, they don't do that gig anymore, though. They used to... It was booked there for, like... They used to do shows there every Wednesday for, like, 25 years. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, in this tiny bar down in this basement next to a bowling alley. <laughs> oh, and, like, Morgantown in general, those people drink like crazy. So it was just mm-hmm. mostly, like, student activity kids and, like, kids that were, like, not going to... So they're nice, but there's always, like, 10 or 12 people <laughs> there. And just it seemed like nobody got worried that it wasn't doing well. Wow. You know? But colleges, they just have money that they gotta spend, so they're just like, whatever, this is an activity for the kids to do. So yeah, but they just stopped doing it last year, I guess, which yeah. is a bummer. Right. So you, <clears throat> how long have you been performing stand up total? Like from your first open mic? To- we were talking about that the other day. It's like maybe like I think it's I would say thirteen years if okay. I were, but so, one could argue a couple more years could be added. But okay, so there's like what oh five? Yeah, that seemed about right. Yeah, okay, yeah. and this was in college or just starting college? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Starting college. And then pretty much like on and off in college. Like I'd do it here and there. I remember the first time I went on stage, like I think I just did John Stewart jokes. <laughs> you know? And that didn't even do well. Like Damn. one of the best comics and I still couldn't make it work, you know. <laughs> I should have been assigned to get out then. So so when you was it one of those things where you fell in love with it the first time you were up or it took a while for you to really be into it? Uh no, I mean I, I always I always loved it. Um 
And I think like the first three times, like it went just well enough mm. where I kind of like stuck with it. Okay. Like I didn't have a bomb set. I didn't have good sets. Yeah. But like there's just enough scattered laughs to be like, I think I'm onto something. You know? <laughs> right. There's some something redeeming. If I keep about on this base, I should be on late night television in at least a year. You <laughs> well, know? you've already doing John Stewart material, so it <laughs> exactly, be too I long. Know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. So so what were you in college like majoring in? Like what were what was your original path? Yeah, before? It was criminal justice. Criminal originally. justice. Okay. Yeah. Were you going to be a lawyer or no? Nah, I, I was going to be any of those things. Huh. I was going to be whatever was the easiest at a college degree, and criminal justice was. Dude, the first year of criminal justice is so easy, man. Like literally, I'm not lying. Like I think like one of the questions was, you find a bag of cocaine, yeah. what do you do? It's like turn it into your supervisor, snort it, sell it, all the above. Like just like wow. you're like, yeah, and that's kids horrible. flunked out that first year. I just like, how do you not? I feel like that's one of those majors that like football players uh, take. Like, because it's yeah. not too effort intensive. Yeah. Like, it'll like communications. They take, like, you know, little, you know, they take majors that don't, that doesn't require a huge time requirement. Right. So it's like, you know, you can get by, like, sociology. Like, you can get by in some general majors that aren't the hardest. Sure. And criminal justice really is like, it's mostly common knowledge, common sense, you know? Like, there's not much you can, t- I mean, you just, a lot of criminal justice is like, once you get out, you just gotta go to the academy. There's no reason criminal justice should be a four year degree. <laughs> you know, just get the basic stuff and let's see if you're fit enough to do this for a living. You know. Now, was there any period of time where you were like, I think I might want to pursue comedy, or was it just like, I know this is the the way I'm going? Yeah, I kind of had an idea. That's what I want to do. I just didn't know the the route or how to do it. And then there's a club that opened up down the street from my college. It only lasted like six months. They went bankrupt pretty quickly. It's like in a, in a hotel. Mm. and uh, Like this one. Kind of like this one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this one somehow survived the test of time, though. But I'm sure they pay their bills, too. Yeah. But, yeah, I just went and I just did a guest spot. It's like the owner was nice enough. And he was like, yeah, go up there and do a guest spot. And I met, you know, I don't remember who some of the comics were. But I remember thinking they were like the, the funniest people on the planet. Wow. Yeah. Oh, one guy in particular, he's from Rochester originally, and he was a super nice guy, and he helped me out in the beginning. Like, he ran, like, open mics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I would I would go as far as say I thought he was a genius of comedy, wow. right? Because I'm like, oh, my God. Because it was just – it was something getting laughs, and it was, like, something <laughs> – I didn't even know this guy. Yeah. And he's, like, he's doing really well. And then, like, years later, you quickly realize, like, all the tricks that he was using at the time. You're like, oh, okay. You know? It's not as, not as impressive as it was. Yeah, yeah. You kind of start to get a little jaded. You know, I wish yeah. I still had that kind of just, like, complete ignorance to comedy. You know? <laughs> wow, man. So then, but you, you ended up finishing college and going. I finished, yeah. And then and then you said, you just moved somewhere and said, I'm going to go here to pursue it? Or? Kind of. I did it around Buffalo for a few years. And then a guy named Jim Florentine from Crank Yankers kind of helped mm. me out and brought me on the road with him a little bit. And oh, wow. I turned that into some more. It was a slow process overall. Like, I'd say it took about six or seven years to really be getting a, a calendar that was pretty consistently full, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, after... Uh, six or seven years I decided to move to New York with my buddy mm-hmm. for a couple of years and then moved back to Buffalo so it's kind of how was that? it was good man yeah it was mm-hmm. when I first moved to New York it was uh, I'd worked with Mike Birbiglia oh yeah wow um, but it was on the road it was in Youngstown, Ohio yeah and I texted him when I got to New York I go hey I just want to pick your brain on some stuff uh, would they be able to meet up and he just goes I'm actually on the road why don't you come open for me like for a few dates and he goes <laughs> And I just remember thinking, like, dude, comedy's so easy. Wow. Like, I just thought for sure. And then, like, 
the rest of New York was just like this roller coaster ride because like when you get there, the right thing to do is you need to stay in New York and you need to kind of get known around New York. Mm-hmm. And the problem was like I was so used to doing the road and making my money that way. So as soon as like the money started to dry up, I'm like, I gotta go back out there again. And then I kind of just found myself back on being the road. On the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, and I'll say this much too: it's 2007, 2009. I was in New York. Mm-hmm. I'm almost glad I didn't get up a lot in New York because I remember the material I was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. And looking back, it was fine for being six, seven years in. But it was almost better when I went back years later, and it still felt like I was a new comic there, and I was a lot more prouder of the material I was doing at that time. You know. Mm-hmm. Because um, I feel like if I was doing that material then, people would be like, no, nah, he's fine, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. I need some time to grow, too, you know? Yeah, and then you, so then you, how long after that did you head to D.C.? Uh, so I went to D.C. a couple of years ago. So I went back to Buffalo for, I guess, a few years. What what year are we in? 2007, 2018? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was in Buffalo. I, I recorded, in, did I record the album there? Yeah, I recorded the album there. Um, Robbie Take It from the Goo Dolls ended mm. up uh, helping produce one of the albums, oh, which wow. is really awesome. And then, uh, yeah, I wrote really good material when I was in Buffalo because I was back to making enough money where I wasn't talking about being broke all the time because that's the other thing in New York. <laughs> all it was was just being broke jokes. Wow. To the point where I was just like, eventually the audience was just going to be like, dude, just get a job then, you know? <laughs> You can change this. You know? That's not that's not a disability or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All these people in the audience have like real life experiences and if my only thing was like being broke because I was following a dream, like people can't really like yeah. understand that. They're like, Yeah, you might want to go ahead and give up on this then. <laughs> that's all you want to talk so, about. So yeah, once I went back to the Buffalo it was good, man. I ended up substitute teaching for a little while. Um so that was some nice life experience just to have and just being in the real world, man, I think that's the problem with like even comics who are like really super famous like you watch a couple of great specials and then there's just like a clunker and the reason it's a clunker is because you, you can't identify with common problems anymore and you know you're right the frame of reference changes and the audience can't relate to it either you know so yeah. that's why so many of these people just have to tell stories about their famous friends because yeah that's gossip, the, you know? I've said that for some time man that it's like you see the first couple of specials and they're great and then all of a sudden it's like it just yeah it's just about them being rich or them knowing a bunch of people it's just a different set of problems yeah and yeah. it's just not to me it's just not as funny I mean you know no. you know the same I don't know like and it's happened with so many different comics they've gone out there and that's what happens <laughs> yeah we taping a podcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> the DJ just came in now yesterday Matt was saying that he made some assumptions about your intro music <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, you got Jay Z, Nine Problems, and I got some sort of crazy rock music. Well, it's funny because because BT, the, the MC here, yeah, yeah. he we were in the back quarter, and he leaned over to me, and said, "You know, what do you uh, what do you want when you come out?" And he was talking about my intro. Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, Drake and Lil Wayne." Um, right. <laughs> He's like, no, like your credits. I was like, oh, oh, you're not. The- okay, that's right. I forgot you're not the DJ. Yeah, there you go. So- <laughs> Guys from Charlotte, he likes Drake and Lil Wayne. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Will Jacobs. He should have just went up there and read that off. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was like, oh man, my bad. Then I told him about you know my little stuff to say. But uh, what's the worst intro you've ever gotten? You got some, <laughs> first some good one, ones. Uh, first of all, William Johnson. Okay, so you're not even getting the right name. Right, so yeah. not even not even giving me the right name. And then you read off your credits, and you could tell, like, like I'll tell people, uh, 
hosted a comedy zone podcast. He's appeared on Fox, the Fox TV show Laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had people get up there and go. Yeah, people get tongue tied on that. He one. laughs at Fox, and <laughs> he uh, and he uh, he listens to what the, he listens to the Comedy Zone podcast. <laughs> I was like, what? How did you get that from what I just? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had that before. People get so nervous with that introduction, you know. Yeah. Um, colleges are the worst, man. Normally, it's just you at a college, you know, mm-hmm. and it's the activities director who will go up there. And it's always, like, a kid who doesn't really want to be on stage. (laughs) And all, like, all I've ever said, I'm like, you don't even need to get the crush right. Just make sure you say, give it up for Matt Berkman. Let that be your last That's just, as long as you get that. Because so many people start off, like, your comic this evening is Matt Berkman. He's been on. Oh, yeah, you got to end with the And then they realize, they're like, oh, let's get, come on up, you know? And then (laughs) you just hit. And you ever done this where you go off on stage? You're like, give it up for so-and-so. People are like, why? That was terrible. <laughs> why are we clapping for him? Because you just have nothing. You have no idea how to get ready. <laughs> but you're just so used to saying, give it up for <laughs> me. You know? No matter what the hell they say, give it up for I tell you, the, the worst I felt one time was um, I was doing a show in Florida. Uh, I forget what part of Florida. It might have been Jacksonville, but I'm not sure. Either way, it was at this place where the guy is, uh, he's a... He's a person that MCs at the club regularly and he asked me um he like I he would ask me my intro he'd do my intro give my name and then I go out and do my stuff and I go there probably once or twice a year yeah well he remembered a bit that I did like two years before so I came back and uh he said, man, that was uh, that was great, man. I remember but why didn't you tell the joke you told two years ago, man, where you said this and that's like, and I remember I was thinking, like, man, that's so cool that that guy remembers my material. Oh, that's a great feeling. But then I go up and get on stage, and I said, man, everybody, give it up for Frank. And, you know, he waved or whatever, and he gets back on stage, and he goes, uh, man, my name's Gary. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, of course, man. What am I talking about? He's talking about some Frank. And then I, then it got awkward because I'm like, at that, I instantly felt terrible because I'm like, that guy remembered a joke I told two years ago and I couldn't get his name right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh my God. Dude, yeah. But we all, you know, yeah, it's, our minds go blank sometimes. I remember I was doing the Cleveland Improv. I'm seeing there one weekend and I'm working with a guy named Michael Loftus. I'll never forget it. Michael Loftus, really funny guy. Mm-hmm. This guy, we've gone out to lunch together. Like, we're not just like, we know each other now. Yeah. Sunday show. We're on... On show number six, Woo, you know, wee. and uh, here we go. Finally, I do my stuff. Everything goes great. You guys ready for your headliner? Yeah. I'm like, all right. That's uh, like, you guys can absolutely love this guy. Uh-oh. He's been on Conan, Last Comic Stand. I mean, I'm now on these credits, right? Boom, it's, boom, it's boom, boom, boom. I'm like, guys, get and just Michael and Loftus just gone from my brain. <laughs> just, just nothing. There's nothing there. It's just silence and just just air in my brain. <laughs> And I catch myself enough to be like, okay, I gotta buy time. So I, go, I go, guys, you're not giving it up enough. And I'm just bullshit. I'm like, this guy's on, he's on clubs, <laughs> colleges. Like, I'm just giving the most basic. <laughs> Trying to recall the day. Vegas, <laughs> Atlantic City, you know. And finally, I remembered Michael was his first name, but I still couldn't remember. So I, go, I go, get up from Michael. Ah, and just kind of did that. Dude, he was so he was I was I felt so bad and he was like could not have laughed any harder about it. <laughs> That's cool. You quickly man. realize he's like, yeah, yeah, I've done that before too, man. He said Michael Yeah. <laughs> I just licked the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
But it's so funny, like I'll never forget his name. You know I, mean? <laughs> right. I haven't seen him since, but I mean that probably was eight years ago. But Michael Loftus is a name, you know. Well, that's that's great that he was cool about it because some comics they're like they can be real particular about their intro. Yeah. And he's like, he'll, you know, like I've had comics read me this big long intro full of credits and then go, uh, as long as you get these right. And it's like most of them. I'm like, well, yeah. normally they say as long as you get these right, it's one or two, not yeah. ten of them. So it's like, just get these ten right. Oof. Comedy Central, BET, da 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 da. Like, I remember Michael Winslow when I started out, like his manager gave me like, it was a lot. It was basically his IMDB page. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, just hit all these. I'm like, what? Just hit all these. Just just knock knock all these out of the park. I'm, like, I'm going to do five. <laughs> and then we're going to get him up here. I wonder if he counts as his time, though. What if in his head he's like, the minute he starts the intro, that's my time. I'm on the clock. So, like, yeah. Like, if <laughs> so I need to do ten minutes, minutes of intros, <laughs> I only got to do 35 tonight. You know? Yeah, that's true. He might be doing that. He might be doing that. But the, the, um, I host these uh, comedy, comedy competitions, too. In uh, Charlotte, and um, like this March Mania, what I'm doing now at the Charlotte Comedy Zone, and <clears throat> some of those comedians, man, it's like they try to squeeze like two jokes into their intro, and I'm oh, like, yeah. that needs to be in your set. Like right. they'll be like, he's uh, he's got so much this that you wouldn't believe. Yeah, it's just like that should be an automatic disqualification. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, that should be. He came here with a suspended license and yeah. two DUIs with us. Oh, I know, oh, yeah. Gosh. And then, like, if they don't laugh, then you look like the asshole. Right, right. Yeah. right. Like, what is this? Is this guy trying to be funny about this guy? <laughs> like, what, what, what is going on here? I've had times where it was so bad, I just stop and I'm like, you read this shit. I'm, this is part of your time. I'm yeah, not doing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. My buddy Jamie used to do something really funny. He would walk on stage and, like, he'd shake the MC's hand. And if there's, like, a show that the audience was just like, okay, yeah. he'd be like, I'm just going to pretend to talk to you right now, so I have to do it last time. And he'd just keep shaking his hand. <laughs> Make him keep shaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. <coughs> yeah, I've, I've since learned, like, when I first. I think when I first started comedy, I would try to do that with my intros, like really make them funny. And, yeah. And then eventually, it's like because you know, well, number one, I didn't have any credits, so there was nothing to say. Right. Right. About me, talk about my shirt or something. Like I couldn't do. But then eventually, once I got one or two things I did, then it's like okay, just I should be just reading those off. Yeah. I've always kind of. I guess the deeper I get into this, the more I realize that even the most basic just clubs and colleges is mm. the same as been on Access TV been on letter like it i guess maybe letterman makes it a little bit different like if people hear like a name that's recognizable but for overall people are just like but is he funny you know what i mean i haven't seen anything yet like canada's really big on that whenever i do a canada canada just could care less about credits mm-hmm. just be funny you know that's yeah. all they're looking to. and but the good news is those crowds come in the one thing i've learned in canada versus the states the crowds in canada come in because celebrity is just not a real thing in canada you know like everyone kind of goes to the states and then becomes a celebrity like jim mm. carrey you think about norm mcdonald mm-hmm. but there they're just like no they just they support the arts and they like if you're at this club already we assume you're funny so we're giving you the benefit of the doubt mm. we're like i think down here people are like you better make me laugh you know yeah yeah yeah. yeah and i think that's sometimes why people try to put those credits in there is like well this that sort of sends the message that i'm supposed to be funny <laughs> right so right. if you don't laugh this is your fault. I've been on Letterman. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to And then, so when the person doesn't laugh, it's like, man, maybe there's something wrong with me. I, yeah. I mean, the guy's been on Letterman. Why am I not laughing? <sighs> right. You know, I think, the, I think half the crowd does that. They get, get blamed themselves so you don't... Or you don't they bother. just start not liking Letterman. You're like, you know what? I guess I never really like Letterman. 
Somehow they, they turn on Letterman because of my set. You know, the more I think about it, I didn't really like that show. That yeah, no. but but even the nature of that is changed in comedy, right? Where you know being on a late night talk show used to be like oh, that was everything. You know, like like I, you know, you talk to people about Johnny Carson. If you go to the couch, that's uh, yeah. like being knighted. But now it's like you know it's nice, but it's not. It's good for family and friends. That's what I say. Mm. You no longer are the person that I've always said. After you do a late night spot, now, this isn't even what I did. This is like a Letterman cone and stuff like that. I, I think the family stops saying he does comedy as a hobby. Right. Now you're a comedian in their minds. Yeah, because you know? now you've actually been on something that on people TV. are really recognizable and stuff like that. Like you could be making tons of money doing comedy and not have a credit, and you're just kind of like, are you still into that comedy thing? <laughs> yeah, that you know? thing. Yeah, that comedy thing. Yeah, I, you know what? I, it, I've, I've heard that before. That. Um, yeah, the TV being on TV is when it becomes real. Yeah, to to like family. I've talked to a number. I mean, a number of comics have been like, "Yeah, my family." Until until they saw me on this or that, then they're like, "Oh, it's a real thing." Right, right. Yeah, and and especially for me, it's like, you know, coming from the law for the longest time, everybody was like, "Oh, so I was." They just looked at comedy as something I was doing on the side, right? Like, as right. A, like in the same way, a lawyer might play in a band. After work, they thought I, comedy was that for me. And I'm like, no, I'm really serious about making this my career. And I think until it started to happen, uh, people just did not believe Tommy's that that was a, a thing. Side chick. Yeah, like, but really, how's your wife doing? How's she? How's she? I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's fun. Blow off some steam. But how's the real career going? Yeah. I used to. I mean, when I first early on, man, I even had people out of the crowds. I remember this woman came up when I was uh, shaking hands and stuff, and she goes. Uh, Oh, and that part about uh, you wanting to go into comedy, that part, oh, that's hilarious. And I'm like, no, I'm serious about yeah. that. I do. I am poor. And she was like, come on. She was like, listen. She goes, uh, let me tell you something about women. Okay. And I said, okay, what's your tie-in? She goes, your wife's going to like the finer things. Oh. And she and she said it with that look exactly. and energy. Your wife's going to like the finer things, so you should probably keep comedy as a hobby. Oh, God. And it was this, anyone who says finer things. Oh, just, first of all, if here. that's all she would have said, yeah, right? Yeah. But when she said that, it's like there was a time when I would have really taken issue with that, and we'd have had to have this sparring match verbally after saying that. But I think at that point, I was so already doing it, already going to the clubs, so resolute, like in my path that when she said that it just kind of bounced off me it wasn't yeah that's even, the right move that's I didn't take right it personally in life. yeah yeah you guys gotta laugh because so many people just don't know you know they don't get it I used to do this too do you do this on stage when you first started like if you're even if you're still like I wouldn't I would say I used to when I was substitute teaching I used to substitute teach is what I would say mm. just to kind of like not even give people the because I, I wonder if, like, sometimes people in their brains are like, oh, he's this is just a side thing, you know? Right. And all of a sudden they start taking you less seriously. I know that's, like, I'm reading too deep into things. No, Most but people you, are just, like, biting right. their nachos and probably don't even hear that part. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was very conscious about that, like, when I was actually doing a day job was to still just make it seem like comedy is what I did, you know? Yeah. But it, for me, it's <clears throat> sometimes I find it difficult to separate the two because... You know, I didn't do those jokes uh, last night, but there's a portion of my act that talks about the law and me being a lawyer and, mm -hmm. you know, me doing some jokes on that. So it's like, I guess for branding purposes, I like having maybe the law as a thing. Well, that's great for brand. you, too, to just talk about that because, you know, if there's like a lawyer like there or something like that or like a law office, like, if yeah. they hear you doing jokes like that and they have a corporate party, like, 
who better than you? You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to, I just started doing this recently, like uh, closing shows. I didn't do it last night, but uh, usually I start off my set now where like I talk to the audience. I go, I don't know how many people have been to comedy shows before. I go, but there the, things are going to happen tonight to the show mm-hmm. where you're going to want to say something to the comics. I go, I just want to make this easier for everyone because we're very sensitive people. And a lot of times you guys say the absolute wrong things to us. I go, for example, like what I would say tonight, I go, like, who will exactly? A very funny guy after the show, do not walk up to him and go, hey, keep at it. That's just oh. <laughs> Why would you say that? That makes zero sense. I go, and, and going on with this too, I go, if you walk up to him and be like, hey, I thought you were funny to the headliner. Well, that, what, fuck me. Why would you? <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> I can hear you. Right. The sound is echoing, you know? Like, That's the worst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or how about when they, uh, when they come out and they want to tell you a joke and then they go oh. you could use that oh yeah yeah like no I can't you would love my life it's like <laughs> I, I don't I already don't whatever you've done in your life has brought you to this point where you think your life is so funny <laughs> so you um, now, but uh, now how long would you say it was before you were able to just go full time as a performer I guess I've been full time now for five years I guess I haven't had uh, even substitute teaching in like five years um, so yeah the whole thing has been comedy and stuff like that and now how, now how have you how have you found that experience is it in what ways did it differ than what you thought it would be like uh, it's you know what the, the thing was that was nice and this is why I would encourage everyone to keep like a day job and even like now with like Uber and stuff like that like it's not a bad option to have like mm-hmm. you just Make a little bit of side, like make enough money where you can still say no to gigs. Because mm. the problem with comedy is like once you go full time, you just say yes to everything, and it's good to say no to stuff that just doesn't make you feel good. You know, mm. there's always that one gig that you go and you feel like you've almost regressed. There's like a couple rooms <laughs> like that for me where I'm like, I'm doing jokes I haven't told in two years just because like I know they'll work in this room, but like mm. I'm not proud of this. So like. Mm. Yeah, every weekend in comedy you should be walking away and be like, this is the best I've been in comedy right now. Maybe it's not the best shows, per se, but like walking off stage, I feel like my act is getting more and more the best I've been in comedy. Yeah, know? yeah. And if you can't walk away doing that, then, you know, you got to find something just on the side to make sure that that's not happening because, yeah, you just don't want to be doing stuff that you don't. Yeah, I think I think particularly with this career path, you know, mind mindset and energy are so important. And you know, when you feel bad, or yeah. you know, you you feel like that after a show, it just takes so much out of what you got to do. Oh like, yeah, I, like it's it's not worth it's not worth the toll it takes to feel like that for any you know significant amount. Well, especially of time. the amount of time that we travel and stuff like that. You're like, I drove, I flew all the way for this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, that, so but the good news is this room. I, you know, I came in here with my stereotypes, and maybe everything changes tonight. <laughs> you mentioned maybe, that, right? You know, absolutely, that. I, I yeah, mentioned yeah. on stage. You know, like I'll be honest with people. Like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Like, I had my stereotypes, and I'm glad that I was wrong. You know, because most of the time, I am wrong with a lot of my ideas of what a place is gonna be. But mm-hmm. yeah, I thought they were gonna be a super conservative audience, and they weren't. They were open to pretty much everything, and they were cool. They were polite. Yeah, you know. So that was good, man. So, yeah. so, so then, um, now what is uh, where are you off to next after you leave here? Got a week off. Got some uh, random like casino, and then I go to Buffalo and I go to Canada for a month. So I do wow a lot of work up there. Uh, so yeah, all of April I'll be in Canada. But here's the issue: it's NHL playoffs. Oh, and so I'm very much rooting against the Toronto Maple Leafs to be 
gone in the first round because I'll be in Toronto, I think, for the second round of the playoffs. Ooh. And I cannot compete no. with playoff hockey. Nobody can. No, not not there. And that city, I mean, Toronto more. I'm in Calgary, too, and there's a possibility they'll be in the first round of the playoffs. But, like, I can compete in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Toronto, no. Those, those fans are so desperate for... And a Stanley Cup, like Oof. yeah. So yeah, so they need to be out by the. the they second round. need to be out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the goal. Now, if people want to, if people want to keep up uh, with you on social media, what, yeah. what's the best way to? Find I like Twitter the best right now. Bergman, Bergman comedy. So B E R G M A N comedy. Uh, Facebook too. You know, Twitter's the best though. Like I find that to be, but I always find like it's hard to like get people to come out to shows on Twitter. Like sometimes you can just get lost in the mix. Yeah. So man, there's a Facebook like page. That's probably the best way to go. Yeah, the, yeah. People, yeah, people trafficking those. I'm like, I'm not good at Snapchat or any of that yet. I don't even give that out. I'm on yeah. it, but I, it's not worth giving out because I don't. Yeah. Know. Instagram, I just post pictures on there. I don't really do anything <laughs> really comedy wise. Like I don't put like schedule. Just like oh, I hear stuff from the road, you know. Like yeah, I'll post like the pictures from the state capitol today. You know, I'll just put that on there. Right. So. Well, we got uh, we got two more shows tonight, and then uh, that's it for the weekend. Not bad. It's not bad, man. This, this ain't too bad. So, thanks for sitting down Dude, uh, with us man. for a second, man. It was uh, lots of fun and much continued success out there, brother. We we uh, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. We'll see you at the next uh, state capitol. <laughs> see you in Harrisburg. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll be back. I know we had to do a remix, right? Man, I get more butt than ass trains. Fuck a fair one, I get mine the fast way. Ski mask way, nigga ransom notes. Far from handsome, but damn a nigga told what you told. More guns than roses, foes is shaking in their boots. A visible bully, like the gooch disappear. Van Moose, you whack to me. Take them rhymes back to the factory. I see the gimmicks, the whack Now here, <laughs> okay. First of all, we have to say, yeah, keep it going. That's great. Um, we have to say, uh, rest in peace to Craig Mack. This man, this single, Flavor in Your Ear, launched the Bad Boy label, which launched pretty much uh, Puff Daddy's career. So this was the sort of seminal work for them, and that launched Biggie, and that launched a bunch of other things. But without this single, I don't know that Bad Boy and Puffy happened the way they did so this and he i mean that was that took over hip-hop in the 80s this is craig mack now this is the remix biggie played first this is craig mack here but this is the flavor in your ear song which was uh, a seminal work in hip-hop and uh rest in peace to mr mack so we had to play that coming into the coming into the uh second third segment third segment third segment yeah that was uh that was i think high school for me maybe high school um what year are we talking about we uh so I think it was when did Flavor in Your Ear come out? That's a good question. Cause I feel like I was in high school for a lot of early bad boy. Um But I'm not and I'm not sure how Craig Mack passed away, but he was like forty six. Yeah, he was not uh old. He was not an old man. Um but he <laughs> and it's hard to talk about Flavor in Your Ear. This was nineteen ninety four, so I was a sophomore. High school. In high school. And um at that time, I just knew it was great music. But now, as I've gotten older, I realize, you know, the kind of shady deals Puffy was doing. Yeah, yeah. And Craig Mack, like, and there's this weird, awkward interview on uh, I saw on Twitter where Biggie Smalls, uh, Craig Mack, 
I forget who the host is, but Puffy's there talking about bad boy. This the new we about to take over hip hop. We doing it, baby. Take that. Take that. Saying all the Diddy things. Well, at one point he looks over and they're like, so what's what's bad boy got going on? What's what's cooking right now? And he was like, oh, man, my man, Biggie Smalls, he's uh, he's got his album ready to die, about to drop on everybody or whatever else. And we looking forward to his solo projects and everything else. And Craig Mack is just kind of sitting there. Right. So he doesn't really say anything about Craig. Mack. Oh, Fab Five Freddy was the host. Yo, MTV raps. So finally, Fab Five Freddy looks over at. Uh, Craig Mack and he's like yeah what about Craig Mack what's going on with him and he's like oh man we got so much going on with Craig Mack man he got his album just went gold uh, we got another album dropping in uh, January for Craig so we excited about him too but listen Biggie Smalls is about <laughs> and Craig Mack had this look on his face like this dude is so full of shit it's hard to sit here Yeah. because at the time and Diddy knew this they were about to release Craig Mack so he's sitting there talking about an album coming out in January. They dropped him from the label like a week later. Wow. So, so, and and that's what you found with Bad Boy over the years. I have tremendous respect for, I mean, he went to Howard. I love everybody that went to Howard. I'm a Howard University graduate, uh, undergrad in law school. Shouts out to HU. But here's the thing. With Diddy, hell of a businessman. Mm-hmm. But no artist that has come up under him. Well, I won't say that. A lot of the artists that came up under him complain and say that he was shady. They don't have a penny to their name. He robbed them, didn't promote them, didn't do the say, didn't do the things they said he would do. Hmm. Uh, that that word's been out for years. But that video, it all you can see it on Craig Mack's face. Yeah. Like this dude is lying through his teeth on MTV <laughs> right now. So, again, shouts out to Craig Mack. But wow. Yeah, yeah. 40, 46 years old, 46, man. 46, not an old man. The older I get, the younger that sounds. Right, yeah. When I was 20, I'm like, oh, I had a full life, 46. Yeah, it was a good run. He did some stuff. Then I hit yeah. 30. I'm like, ah, that's, uh, you know, that's all right. And then I got in the mid-30s. I'm like, that's young. 46 <laughs> is young. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of changes your perspective. Uh, but anyway, a lot going on, a lot going on we need to talk about. Uh, we just had the second round, not second round. The but second half of the first round. Second half of the first round. Of the closest thing we got to American Idol, uh, <laughs> the March Mania comedy competition here at the Comedy Zone. And we're lucky enough to have two of the competitors from that round here. Now, one is observing. Mr. Jordan Century is here with us. Say hi to the absolutely. people, Jordan. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. Uh, thank you for being here. He competed as well. Uh, he's also been observing. Uh, observing the podcast observing the magic that is the, the magic that is the podcast, podcast and he's writing these diligent notes on his uh i see don't do on a lot of them so that's, you know, but, that's the important thing to learn what not to do what not to do oh, yeah. and that listen hey man I, that's what i'm here for so uh and and also brian our our beloved producer with the strong nipples brian baltashevitz uh he also was a competitor mm-hmm. Uh, Tuesday night. I was the host. I Correct. almost forgot to mention that. I was the host. Yeah. So uh, we'll start with our guest, Jordan. How did you find the experience? What made you sign up? All of that stuff. Oh, uh, well, you know, Debbie Millwar, she asked me if I wanted to do the show. I've heard you refer to Debbie as, you know, the Harriet Tubman. <laughs> AKA Harriet Tubman. She wants to get every comedian up north. Yeah. Yes. I like to think that I'm pretty decent, though. So I like to think that she thought I would do well okay. in, the, in the tournament. I did not do well. In the tournament, <laughs> that's why I'm here now. First round exit, but um, you know, I'm not mad. UPS is hiring, so <laughs> it's, it's all good, man. It's all good. 
UPS is hired. Shouts out the bad boy. Absolutely. So, 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 how was the experience getting on, getting on stage in that format? Did it feel different than some stuff you'd done before, or what? Uh, it felt like pretty much any other time that I've really performed, except for the cameras that they have for the Wake Forest students that were here. Right, they're filming that. a documentary. Right, they're filming a, filming a documentary on it. But other than that, you know, I noticed the crowd was a little bit tougher. But other than that, you know, still five minutes set, still the same stage I've been performing on for the past few months. Mm-hmm. Didn't really feel any different. Oh, uh-huh. except for I had a host this time. Yeah, you had. A, so normally it's Did like an open mic Will type Jacobs? thing. Or, yeah, <laughs> you're too kind. He's angling for a co-host spot. Jesus, <laughs> Jordan, it's hard to say no to that. So, uh, Brian, what about you? How was uh, how did you find it and all that stuff? It was fun. Um, I I like. I mean, any of you know Debbie's shows. If 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 uh, you have the opportunity to be you know a part of one of Debbie's shows, it's going to be a long night, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be a long and, night. And uh, it, it was it was fun. You know, I mean, I I you know tried out some new stuff. I was reasonably happy with the way it went. Um, I did not advance to the second round. But that's fine. Yeah. Uh, it was just, it was fun. You know, I don't go up a lot. Well, as you know, I, I go up maybe four times a year. So I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I want to, I want to turn it into an event. I want it to be like, hey, Brian's going up. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> like Chappelle. You want it to be like the World Cup. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, like Chappelle or <laughs> Prince. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it was, uh, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I, I, I uh, hosting that night. Uh, it was a lot of fun. You could tell that the crowd was going to make folks earn the laughs. They weren't giving away. No, they weren't. I thought th- th- maybe the drinks were watered down. I don't know what happened. I don't know what ha- I thought that they were having a good time. Okay. There was lots of smiling faces. Yeah. But they weren't like audible laughers. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're there. You, you had to work. If you got a laugh, you worked at it. Yeah. Um. And on one hand, I mean, let me ask you this, Bill, because you go up a lot and you're you two around and so how when you have a crowd like that it's still kind of your responsibility to break through that ice you know what i mean right i mean you still have to kind of bring them around right and at one point i know like you know a couple of the comics are like man you guys are tough you mm-hmm. know do you is it better to acknowledge that you know hey this is kind of a tough crowd or is it better to just kind of keep you know, working through it and trying to break through. Well, you know, I'm a I'm a firm two things. I'm a firm believer that, and I think Chris Rock said this before, that there's no such thing as like this impossible audience. You know, it's almost like a mechanic. Like, you don't blame the car. Yeah. Like, it, your job is to make sure they have a good time. But at on the same to in the same token, uh, a good time doesn't necessarily mean, like you said, it doesn't mean they're falling out of their chairs half the time. Right. It doesn't have to mean that. It just means, was the show good? And, you know, like uh, Chris Rock right, might put out a special, people aren't slapping their knees for 60 minutes, but it's a good right. special. Right. So sometimes the crowd is enjoying it, but they're not. Because I, I used to say when I used to run open mic, like, listen, you could walk up and tickle somebody for 10 minutes and they laugh hard. Like, that's not the, that's not the substance of what we're talking about are people engaged are they listening that is the thing to me do you have their attention Mm -hmm. because when it's a bad show and it's not enjoyable the attention goes and i never saw the attention really leave right we had we had 36 comedians (laughs) and not and through all of them the audience eyes were locked moments of silence were silent and uh they were into it so that's kind of more what i'm looking for plus when we have that volume of comedians I, I'm always kind of keeping my eye on the clock. Yeah. And sometimes there's just less time for me to go out and 
right. pump them up and whip them into a frenzy. Right. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's almost like uh, a golf tournament where some courses are a little harder, right? Yeah. So sometimes yeah. the audience just comes in ready to laugh. Soon as you say hi, everybody, ah! And then some audiences, you got to work for it. And I'm okay with a work for it night. You know, I, I don't mind that. I don't mind that for the competitors as long as everyone's competing on equal footing. I don't want the audience going batshit crazy for one person or hating one person and bringing someone up to that energy. Right. So if right. the course plays the same for everybody, that I'm good with the show. Yeah. The 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 um I don't I don't get huge laughs when I go up. I'm not, you know, the kind of guy, you know, I'm not gonna get like, you know, Showtime at the Apollo, mm-hmm. Def Jam kind of people rolling in the aisles kind of laughs. Yeah. But it, I was pretty happy with the laughs I got overall. And I recognized early like, I went up about halfway through the show. There was actually eighteen comics, so there were nine head to head pairings mm-hmm. of comics. And I went up like literally. I was the midway point of the show, okay. so I felt good about where I was, and I definitely didn't feel like anyone had up until then had had worn the crowd out. You know, what I, yeah. mean? I mean, there yeah. wasn't no like, because it was such a tough night. But yeah. um, I do want to ask you, and I want to ask you um, about um, your set too, Jordan. But so I went up against AJ Jones, right? Who I don't think he still works here at the at the Comedy Zone, but uh-uh. but I, I don't see him here much. Nice guy, good comic, great dude. We were pretty, I thought, fairly evenly matched. Mm-hmm. So the way that the the uh, the format works, uh, one comic goes up. AJ went up first, and then you brought me up, and I did my thing, mm-hmm. and then uh, the two comics awkwardly stand there mm-hmm. while you encourage the crowd to applaud for the comedian that they thought performed better and then you judge in terms of applause whoever gets the largest applause that person goes on the other person goes home so um we did the well first, everyone goes home but yes yeah goes home earlier than in the context of if the they're tournament. upset yes. oh you mean in terms of the tournament yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah in terms right, of the context right. of not the earlier tournament. in the night early in the tournament yes because somebody's going to perform next week again right Kind of like Arizona. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of that, you have a gig on Tuesday night. Don't forget. Do I? Yeah. Oh, the, oh, the, oh, shit. Okay, yep, yep. I'm on board. Yep, okay. okay I'm sorry. Did Go you ahead. write that down? I said in here. So, <laughs> so um, uh, you asked the crowd to applaud first for AJ and then for me. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, I thought even from what I was hearing up, a razor thin, mm-hmm. like, very comparable mm-hmm. amount of applause for both of us. Yeah. So you said we got to do it again because that was really close. Yeah. AJ, Brian, mm-hmm. I thought still a very very thin mm-hmm. margin. What was I'm curious mm-hmm. as to what <laughs> I have no problem with the way things worked out. Yeah. But I'm curious what was going through your head since you and I have a relationship. Yeah. And I know you're friends with AJ as well. Yeah. So what's going through? <laughs> Through your head now, when there's literally yeah. a a a a breadth of a hair difference in the applause that each comic is getting, but you're friends with both of them. What's going through? <laughs> what's going through your head? Well, in those well, the first thing that goes through my head when it happens the first time is you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I'm like, you got to be kidding me, right? Because it. And here's the thing: a lot of times when it's that close. When and y'all were close. Yeah, yeah. When it's close like that, whoever loses thinks I it was close, but I had more. Mm-hmm. Like it, 
without fail. Um, so, but in that moment, I guess I'm in such like host, yeah. keep the show running mode that those thoughts don't hit me until I see y'all after the show. Yeah. So the whole, you know, me and Brian are good friends, you know, me and AJ, you know, are cool. Um, that doesn't hit me mm-hmm. until afterwards. And it shouldn't. It, that, yeah, that's should I, I, you know, be because I'm in like I'm in host mode. So in that moment, it doesn't really whatever. But then after the show, I'm like, damn, you know, tough break. But also, I kind of have that that competition in perspective. Yeah, yeah. you know, so it it really is not about who wins and loses. Um, it's about the showing, mm-hmm. and about getting in front of the club. Because listen, somebody can bring a busload of people and beat you. So it's not, you know, some people, I mean, people used to bring like, I'm like, did y'all empty out a senior citizen center? Like, how are all these people here? Yeah, so, who was the young woman in the last group? That oh, I called Beyonce, yeah. right? Because yeah. they just went nuts. And she could have came up there and read off a menu and they were going to vote for her. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, didn't yeah. matter. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't always matter who gets the most applause. That's not what impresses, impresses management. That's not what impresses the bookers, the owners, none of that. It's what kind of job did you do on stage? Was the audience into it? And they're looking for that. Mm-hmm. So if you have a nice showing, I've never won a March Mania. Yeah. And I think... I've been in, maybe I have been in it or not, but I know I used to do the fight nights. Yeah, yeah. And I never won one of those. But I got a ton of work from the club because they were good showings. I just lost to people that brought more people. Mm, So that's what I try to emphasize. So sometimes people get a little caught up in, oh, I should have won, I should have won, I should have won. Well, you might have won, Mm. ultimately. Mm -hmm. This person won a couple bucks, but you won more opportunities in this place. You know, that other person not going to get a call back. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's the broader perspective that I see it from. So I never feel too whatever about somebody not. Yeah, I did advancing. not. I was not envious of your position because of everything, and it was so thin. I couldn't tell. Yeah, who was you know what the difference was. Well, also this is not my first time being in this position, right? right because right, I've been hosting. Right. I've been hosting March Mania now for like four years, yeah. maybe something like yeah. that. So I've been through that. I've had two people that I was tight with yelling at me. Like I've been through all that stuff. I'm yeah. like a referee at this point. I've, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been through it. Yeah, it was weird. Um, we were on our way off the stage though, and AJ, <laughs> AJ turned to me and goes, "I thought you won." <laughs> so, 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 I, don't I don't know what that means. I don't and know you know what? what? Honestly, maybe he, maybe you did. No, I mean, maybe I, I, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't know. You know, and that's the other thing is, um, I get up there. And, you know, I am the clap counter, right? Like, I'm supposed to be clap counting. But my number one job is to make sure it's a good show and all right. the comedians have a nice platform. Of course. Um, you know, a clap here, a clap there, I may miss something. I, You know, I don't. I don't. I don't lose too much sleep over that. Now, also, I I, I didn't pay an entry fee to be in the competition. I understand this. Right? <laughs> yeah, I get a check no matter what happens. Right. I understand that. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, like I said, that's not really what anybody who matters cares about. Right. Right. So you know. Yeah, and I don't. Again, I have no problem with. You had a nice night, man. Like, would you have rather have brought a bunch of people and done shitty and advanced, or would it be like I had a real nice showing and it looked good in front of anybody that was watching and the other comics? Because a lot of times you book work because other comics like what you do. True. Mm -hmm. You know, a large percentage of the work comes from that. So if the other comics see, man, this guy's tearing it up, they'll come up to you afterwards, be like, "You fucking won that shit." This is yeah. yeah. You know, so that that's where this stuff is. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Um, I mean, I had a bunch of people from my work and a couple other friends who were there, and 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 uh, a couple of them voted for AJ. 
Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told them don't listen. Don't clap for me if you don't like what I'm doing. Don't you know? That's all. That's all you are of course a, an clap. exception because <laughs> most of them be like, I don't give a shit what comes out my mouth. <laughs> I could throw up, pass out, and get carried off the stage. You need to vote for me. Yeah, but I was happy with you know I was happy with it. Uh, you know, had a couple new little line. Oh, okay. So here's Jordan. I want to hear about about your set too but i have to i have to tell you this um we talked you and i talked a little bit about this after the show the moment th- that tanked all, an entire minute of my set <laughs> was i had a bit about how it was my birth it happened to be my birthday and i had a bit about how i don't look as old as i am mm-hmm. and i asked a young woman in the front row you know i got down <laughs> on a knee and i asked her i said how old do you think i look she said 54 <laughs> I do not look 54. Tar you do. Granted, I'm 52. I do not look 54. How long did it take you to get up off that one knee? Oh, like a, a full 30 seconds. Of- That's 54, <laughs> bro. That's 20% you look, you you look, right there. You look 54 trying to stand back up. <laughs> <laughs> you Just like I look 54 when I... Yeah, you look 54 trying to stand back up, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Facially, you do not look 54. Right. So that tanked because I never, ever thought anybody... Would have said who that. hadn't suffered a head injury yeah. would have said <laughs> fifty. I thought late thirties, early forties at at best, and then I can launch into you know I don't look you know, and so I ended up having to ask the guy who she was with, and it just it tanked like so she a just, full minute of she my just five minutes. Gallagher, <laughs> she just Gallagher, you fifty four. Damn, poor woman. So how did so so Jordan? How did your how did your set go? Did the jokes hit the way you expected, or what was the? Uh, no, not exactly. <laughs> and you know and that's the tricky thing about being a comedian man is no when you have a line that you think you're gonna say and you think the crowd is just gonna go crazy over it and then they don't <laughs> you really have to just maintain your composure and just keep pushing through it and um you know looking back on it, i wish i would have varied my material okay. a little bit more i tried to keep like a kind of a like the same theme throughout the whole five minutes and looking back on it, i wish i would have Mix it up a little bit. Mix I think I would have done. So, better. so was your because I'm I'm forgetting exactly what you talked about. Was yours a longer story kind of set, or was it individual punchlines, but they were the same theme? Yeah, pretty much. It was all pretty much all about me being light skinned. That's really okay. That's really where it came with. And um, yeah, looking back on, it, I have like other stuff that I could have talked about, maybe mm-hmm. political stuff or just you know random observations. But I just for some reason I thought sticking with one theme would have. Mm-hmm. Because I thought it would have been more cohesive, and I thought that would have worked better. But you know, it didn't. You learn from that. Yeah, probably too. You're thinking that it gives them a better window into who you are. Yeah, so, exactly. So they know you better, so they vote for you. Yeah, because they're like, oh yeah, I know that guy. Mm-hmm. Once you lead the stage, they feel like that. So now, who did you go against? Do you remember who you? Yeah, uh, Joseph Hart. Joseph Hart. Yeah, yeah, I remember Joseph Hart. Okay, okay, so good, so good. Now, now, um, are you? Do you live in this area, or where are you? Located? Yeah, I live um near like Park Road, so yeah, definitely in okay. Charlotte. So this, is this your first time performing at the Comedy Zone? Was that? Uh, no, I've done a few open mics. I've done the um the competition y'all had here last October. Was uh, that a was, fight was night? It fight or? night, or was it, it wasn't a, a fight night? But I had to like the first time I won the first round, I had audience choice. Okay, and then I had to come back again and compete against other winners, and I didn't win that night. So whatever. That series this is. is not, De- I don't think Debbie's it's show. Yeah, yeah, what it, it, yeah I can't Debbie remember shows. what it was last October. Now. She's got so many formats. There's like Wild West, <laughs> Michael yeah. Jackson, Bad Street Fight. I don't know what. 
<laughs> okay. So that's cool then. So you so then do you know where you're gonna be performing next or what you got what you got coming up? Uh yeah, so funny on the fly. I'll funny be doing on the fly. that. Um, okay. March twenty fifth here at the Comedy Zone. The day after my birthday. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. I'll be in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> But that's good. That's good. Funny on the fly. So in in this format is where you come up and they give you the topics a little bit before you're set and you got to make up some funny on the fly. Right. Okay. Okay. I look forward to that. I probably won't see it, but I do look forward <laughs> to you having that ex- that experience and enjoying it and the audience loving it. Yeah. And Brian, you'll be producing that show. I will show. be producing that show. I'm uh, writing topics almost literally as we speak for the next show so i yeah. thought you were doing something no, over there fun fun fact about that I had to remind brian that the show was on the 25th yeah i might have forgotten you've been inside <laughs> my show head was too much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me here's a little tip for show producers if you book a show yeah write it down <laughs> <laughs> just go ahead and go ahead and write that date down you just call this shit old dude radio <laughs> Like that's that's and I just kicked my mic out. See? Did you? You did? did what? Of course I did. Oh, there you go. No, you're on. You're on. Am I on? No, yeah, I'm not on. on. I don't think I'm on. Yeah, you are. Nobody's I'm here. We're all. No, yeah, I'm here. You might have kicked out the the thing on the headphones, but your mic is hot because I can hear you. I got the master in my ears. So, what did you? All right. Well. I said something that I particularly enjoyed. <laughs> and you got all excited. I liked it so much I kicked the plug. Here, hold on. Stand by. This is, great. this is the stuff. If we did do any post production, Jordan, this, yeah. this is the stuff we would edit out, but we're not going to do that. Ah, about I'm that? back. Bang. Got back? You good? Yep, yeah, yeah, I'm good. good. Right. I mentioned being an old dude and then kicked the wire out of the damn thing <laughs> and couldn't find it to where to put it back in. Yeah, that's the stuff we would go ahead and cut out of the show if we did any post production. Got but, you. There we yeah. go. So. <laughs> We don't do that. So the next round is uh, next this coming Tuesday. Yeah, the uh, what qu- quarter and semis. I'm curious as to what her format's going to be for the finals because only two people move on to the finals. So what is only she two do? people move um, on to the finals? Yeah, I don't think that was the case. I remember it was supposed to be you could perform up to three times on the final night. Yeah. So I think it's eight, and then that which gets knocked down to four, four and then goes down and to and two. two. Oh, okay. Yeah. But even still, that's only. Is it still five minute sets in the finals? Yeah. All of them are I five minutes. So, so you still four, see that's only a twenty-minute show. Well, plus it, another five. That's only like a thirty-minute show. Well, the first eight are competing, right? So right. There's four, so that's so that's forty minutes right there. The first, yeah, the but first eight the, competitors is forty. Mm-hmm, but there's two more weeks. No, but I mean that final night. Right. There's going to be eight that make it to that night. Right. So the final night there will be eight competitors. That final correct. night. correct. Yes. So right. actually, so it's three rounds. You're right. You're right. No, that brings up a good point though, because the show this past Tuesday there were nine rounds. That means there's nine people that advance. So right now there's an odd number of competitors. So is somebody gonna get a buy? So like if nine else? advance each week though, no, because no? the first weekend a couple comics called out. Oh, okay. So it was a short so there might so there it probably still adds up to eight and eight. Still balance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, so I have I, I have that coming up, and then I'm in a. Johnson City, Tennessee. I think I'm in Tennessee next weekend. Woo. Or the weekend after, one or the other. Did you write it down? No. But my <laughs> wife did. Me and my <laughs> wife just got uh, Beyonce tickets this morning. Oh, the On the Run the Tour. The On the Run two yeah. Tour. We bought them for New Orleans, though. Really? So we're going to do a weekend in New Orleans. Now, okay. mind you, my wife's been telling me we're budgeting. We got the house going and the baby and all this stuff. We do not have money for extra. But then Beyonce, now she went on tour. And magically, we had $500 for tickets. Oh, yeah. Oh. Everything. I don't know how it happened. Beyonce. I'm like, what are we, leprechauns? So she found a pot of gold. 
hanging which out was with, hanging out with Sam and Joe. Yeah. Well, was, <laughs> <laughs> she found a secret part of our joint account. Oh yeah, that's that's the beehive budget, right? The there. beehive. Ah, there's always a beehive budget oh, oh, yeah. in case of emergency. Break open beehive budget. An emergency being she goes on tour. Mm-hmm. So no matter what the situation is, women will find a way. Women and gay men will find a way to be at that concert. So we're going to New Orleans. We're going to make a weekend out of it. Uh, I've already told my wife uh, we're going to fly down uh, first class, depending on, you know, whether we have that in the budget. But uh, restaurants, bars, we're going to do all that. And I told her I'm hiding her birth control pills before we leave. So I'm either going to put them on the grill or I'm going to put them under the fridge. I haven't figured it out, but I'm getting my son a little sister that weekend. Wow. That's my plan. Wow. I want my second child to be conceived in New Orleans. Are you going to name her Beyonce? You said what? Are you going to name her Beyonce? Am I going to name her Beyonce? If my wife has anything to do with it, yes. (laughs) But that's going to be a fight that I will fight later. Yes. Wow. So when is this taking place? Which? The sex? Well, (laughs) the concert. When are you going? The concert is Thursday, August 25th, I believe. Well, I don't know if it's no, it's September thirteenth. That's it. Yeah, because I, I think Same August difference. August twenty fifth is actually the Atlanta date because I'm going to that one. Oh, you going to Atlanta date? Yeah. Okay, okay. So but see, the... I'm a Jay Z fan. That's that's my okay. calling. Yeah, yeah, sure it is. J Hive, sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> you know you're going down there to get information, Jordan. Hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's cool though. So, so are you going with a crew? You going by yourself? You going with a, a loved one? Or what uh, you do? yeah, yeah. So I'm actually going to with a couple people that I went to college with. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and you went to college where? UNCG. 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 UNC Greensboro. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of which, we only we only lost by four to Gonzaga. By the way, that's right. Yeah, it's still a loss, but you know, <laughs> it's like Brian said, he lost by three claps. Okay. Okay. Went home. <laughs> nah, went home. Yeah, we all went home, Brian. I, I, can, I can take it. It's fine. So that's cool. So that's I guess we we man we covered South Africa. Craig yeah. Mack. We covered Jordan Brian. The competition. Uh, old Rock Mind Transference. Uh, Matt Bergman. Oh, Matt Bergman. Matt Bergman. That's great. He's great. Great awesome. interview. Yeah. Um, and and we also even outside of that we uh, you know he he's he we've kept up after that and he's. You know, helping me out with uh, introducing me to some of the clubs he nice. works and all that awesome. stuff. So yeah. he's been a great resource. So shouts out to Matt, man, up in up in DC. He's 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 a great dude. Awesome. So uh, I guess that's it, uh, and we will see y'all next week. The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. <laughs>